Hello, and welcome to Sutra Side Talk, episode 184. I'm your host, Kamran Shushtar, and with me is... James Seelig. And we have not one, but two special guests with us. One is a returning Side Talk person. Uh, Momo is back once again. Uh, you've seen her in multiple anime episodes. It's been a good time. Momo, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on the show. And coming in for the first time to Side Talk, but she was on Sidewatch three times for three different Ghibli-themed episodes, is Alessandra. Hello. Hello. I'm Alessandra. And how are you doing this morning? I'm doing well. Actually. Slash afternoon. Yes. I'm actually quite chipper. <laughs> awesome. And right now it's hella rainy for, I think, everyone, ironically enough, East and West Coast, because both of you are in Atlanta. We're over here in San Francisco. And... Uh, we're talking anime today. Uh, Sutra Side Talk, we always talk what we watch and play. This week, we've got Mob Psycho 100's third and final season, as well as Spy Family Part 2, uh, which is just a bundle of a good time. And before we start, uh, let us all just mourn our loss of an hour. We, we lost an hour for Daylight Savings Time. It sucks. Na, na, na. I was I literally just, joking before we started this. I was just like, when I woke up, I was like, why am I so tired? I got eight hours. No, I didn't. Yeah, I may have been awake at like two. And it was like one something. And I was playing something and I look and I'm like, yeah, it's one something. And then I look over and it's like, it's 3.06. And I'm like looking oh, no. at it again. And I'm like really thinking and I'm looking at the game and I'm like, was I really in the load screen for it? No, I'm not even high. What? <laughs> What's happening right now? It took me oh, like, no, I messed up. It took me like 15 minutes to look up daily. I'm like, oh, it's today. Okay, that's why everything is horrible. Great. Like, uh, I knew it was coming, too, and I still forgot. I just completely forgot. It just didn't even dawn on me. I could have sworn we voted to get rid of this, but I guess not. <laughs> yeah. yeah, our government can never agree on anything. So yeah. I'm pretty sure this, they still don't. <laughs> yeah, the state was supposed to get rid of it. And unfortunately, we're still here. Uh, otherwise, uh, you know, the destiny raid came out i haven't tried it yet but it's exactly who i expected it to be is the boss uh james can you guess who it is i'm guessing nezarek yeah it's nezarek yeah lord of nightmares yeah i did the the strike last night and i was like oh is this nezarek yeah it is nezarek finally we get to hear this guy say something or do anything (laughs) mama alessandra uh what happens is like a raid will come out in the game destiny and everyone will race to be like the world's first person to do it. And they'll throw in like, oh, here's all the challenges you just get like weekly. You have to do all of them potentially. And it's on like a very difficult mode and you don't have any idea how the raid works. So you're just watching all these people's streams of just like trying to get it done. And the average time is five to eight hours of people just trying to do it. And one team did it in two for the first, it was like the fastest time. Yeah. Wow. And it's like back it in the day in, uh, for like King's Fall and stuff, that was like a dozen hours at least of just like banging your head against the wall until you figure it out. Yeah, you see the person that did it, they're just like full raccoon eyes, like, I've done it. <laughs> I've won. Yeah, so that was a good thing. And then uh, Attack on Titan, the special came out. We're not going to talk about it right now. I actually don't feel like we're talking about it until uh, the rest of it comes out because I got tricked. I'm like, oh, okay, it's the starting special. It's a premiere, like Demon Slayer. It's an extra long episode. Bamboozled. And I'm like, cool, when does episode two come out? Oh, yeah, that's part two. I'm like, wait, that was like part one of the final season, part three? 
What? And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the next episode comes out in the fall. What? what? You just what? gave us an hour and we to wait until October? Yeah, it's straight up. Uh, I'm assuming. I'm I'm putting my bet in right now. I was, I was joking, like, it's going to be a movie probably. But, you know, if it's a third part of a final season, it'll probably be like full, I guess, a full season or something. Like six episodes, six episodes for both parts. And this one is just an hour, which means I think the last part's going to be one and a half to two hours and they're going to put it in the theater because they're like, we could make big money off of this. It literally Everyone does feel like it. what they did for the last Harry Potter movie where they just were like, can we possibly split this into two movies and just draw it out? Capitalism. Yeah. That was like the beginning yeah. of every, like didn't Twilight do that also and a bunch of other stuff? Yeah, Twilight did that yeah. too. Yeah, I feel yeah. I, Hunger Games kind of started that trend, didn't it? Oh yeah, that oh, one yeah, also. Right. Oh yeah, you're right. I did watch yeah. that one. I forgot yeah. about that. That was actually crazy. That when you look at the cast in there, you got Foggy from Daredevil. You got a uh, really uh, wait, huh? yeah. He's one of the camera guys. You have Mahershala Ali as one of like the militia dudes. You've got um, dude. I don't. Remember you got a lot any of people of in there. Those are just. I just remember Jennifer Lawrence, <laughs> Natalie Dorn, Dorn, Dorner. You don't remember good old Josh Hutcherson? Yeah. Pita bread. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, that's pita. What the movie was. I was like Josh. Bread. I, when you said Josh, pita I'm like bread. Drake and Josh were in it. What? When? I don't no. remember that. Pita bread. Love it. Oh, I can't God. remember his last name. I totally forgot that his name was Pita, and then he made bread. That's bread. And he makes bread. That's yeah. Yeah, he's there a baker. Go. Boom. Yeah. I never boom. put that together. I'm gonna go find the author's house and throw an egg at it for that one. <laughs> damn it! All right. Talk to um, Suzanne Collins, I think. Ah, uh, okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna honestly probably forget that by the end of this episode. <laughs> Be like, okay. Who was it? Her books uh, are good. I'm sure it wasn't the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, all right. So let's jump into Mob Psycho 100, and we have a full, I guess, agenda set of topics how we wanted to go about this and. Some of them might overlap, depending, because characters, story, and all that usually tend to. But uh, the first thing I had as a topic was, how does this season, this final season, compare to the first two? Each one has a specific theme or goal uh, that ends up happening with a bunch of one-shots, one-shot episodes within it. Uh, the first being like, oh, we're just learning about the secret organization that's kidnapping the young uh, telepaths or empaths and... Uh, they have to take care of that and then it gets into more of the upper echelon of that organization in the second season where they have to then fight to save themselves and stop the big bad and then this new season is pretty much uh not any of that and it's really just mob kind of yeah growing. It felt really different yeah but uh, i guess who would like to go first with uh with this question or mm. we'll just pick someone random i, in I the could class. start i guess okay um, I think overall, I think I enjoyed this season, I want to say the most, just because of, like, I really liked how it ended, and it felt like it kind of brought everything together that, like, had happened throughout the whole series, like, bringing back, like, pretty much, maybe not all, but, like, most of the characters that Mob has interacted with, like, over time, and just, like, fixed traumas that he's had since, like, literally childhood, but I wasn't a huge fan of the structure of it as much mm. like you mentioned that this season had a lot more like one-shot episodes where each episode felt like it was its own self-contained story and some of those played out well for me and others didn't 
whereas I really liked the first two seasons where you're seeing just like kind of a progressing single storyline that you mentioned of just like the the um, Esper organization just topped uh, topped by the like dude who's essentially almost as powerful as Mob, but apparently not really. Uh, and like, so I really liked seeing it build to that like massive fight at the end of the second season. And then this season, just nothing quite felt as insanely over the top as the end of the second season until Mob Go Psycho at the end of this season, which I just, we'll get to it when we get to that story arc, but I just, I really, really liked that last couple of, last episode or two. I, I think it was I think it was, it was three or four episodes. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. wow. Because yeah, it was a three-parter like, and then an epilogue, more or less. I think I just, like, rushed through it because I was just like, oh, my God, I need to see, like, how this ends because I, I just... Seeing everyone that Mob had, like, helped or touched over the years, or I guess year or so, like, come back and try to help him any way they can, even the people without powers, like the Self-Improvement Club, like, trying their hardest. And, like, I was, like, basically crying when Reagan was like hey, I didn't want to lose to you, so I started working out, and, like, it's going to help. And he just, like, runs as best as he can to try to just just put his hand on Mob's shoulder to try to help him. Like, I was, like, dying. But, so, I don't know. B- trying to simplify that answer. Uh, I liked the feeling of this season a lot in terms of, like, how it made me feel. I just didn't like the structure of, like, the individual episode arcs, Okay, I guess, as much. Then- yeah, I 100% agree with you, James. I thought it was very interesting that really exploring the dynamic of, okay, if Mob were to really embrace being able to be OP and want to be in a leadership position, what would that look like? What would that mentality be? And I do appreciate how they explored that of him being becoming more like overconfident, I guess you'd say, and just kind of seeing where that shift of consciousness would be become but at the same time I agree with what James said I think the structure of how to go about it was very I don't want to say clunky I think that's too overhanded of a word but yeah I think it's just interesting take of how they go about showing that story structure as a whole so okay how about you Alessandra um yeah kind of just tagging off of what James and Momo said the structure of it was kind of odd like until you sent us kind of the agenda of um see uh, of season three and trying to collect my thoughts about it i totally forgot about the alien arc i yeah. totally forgot about yeah. that. yeah i saw that line and i was like aliens. it was like oh, aliens. Yeah. yeah yeah same yeah. oh 100 yeah. Yeah. yeah and i, had I to, forgot about yeah. the arc where uh where mob was like 100 percent full of himself or whatever yeah mm-hmm. that, i just thought that was so bizarre yeah and now that i think about it um the the final arc of where mob uh you know tries to sh- tries to like uh uh you know go for the love of his life essentially you know i mean he's only in middle school but you know, but he finally tries to go for it really tugs at your heartstrings because of that devastating event that happens um yeah. and then you see everyone tr- come together and help him and everything that that uh ties it all together really nicely but uh executing that that to lead up to that point was um kind of wonky definitely for me i think i would agree where it didn't feel like a final season when i'm watching it for the most part and i'm like this is really the final season and 
I'm trying to figure out because I feel like, you know, each season had like a 12 episode count for the most part, I think. And uh, just seeing how fast it was going through uh, and the countdown and I'm like, what's going to happen? Because I'm trying to figure out like, how is this going to change or something? And the only thing I'm gauging is the intro. Uh, thinking like, oh, maybe this is telling me that Mob's going to be the bad guy. And I was like, right? And I was like, oh, shit. I just didn't think this is how it was going to happen. But okay. Uh, I think that I liked, in terms of a season itself, I, I, I think season two was probably still my favorite. I think in terms of ranking them, I think it's two, one, then three, just as a season but three still had the best, I guess, payoff just for those last four episodes. Mm, I th- mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, the characters that it focused on this time, you know, like the, the first one, it was really heavily focused on Ritsu kind of figuring himself out, being jealous of mob uh, and their relationship. Plus like showing a little bit of a uh, Hanazawa, uh, just after he gets humbled for the first time. And then, like, season two, you're kind of learning about this the whole organization. They're all showing up more. And you're getting a little bit more of, like... Uh, I forget what her name is, but the girl with the camera uh, mm-hmm. who always does photography. You have the, uh, the club that isn't really a club. And they're just like, yeah, we're just, like, playing games, but also we like ghosts and stuff, whatever. <laughs> uh, so you're getting a little bit more of them. Whereas this one is kind of like the end game for everything, and it's focusing on his relationships with both Reagan and Subomi, who, you know, he's just like, I really want to ask this girl out finally. And I think it was very interesting that those are kind of his two end game characters that he has to deal with not like a final boss or anything like that. Well, I guess the final boss being himself, but that Reagan and him, like you even get it in the intro a little bit without going too much into it. Like at the very end of the intro, you see Reagan and Mob together and you see as Mob grows up next to Reagan, uh, that feeling of like, okay, this is going to come to a head at the end where it's about those two. Like you can already kind of, it's very, very hard foreshadowing. Uh, But how'd you feel about, I guess, like those two being the final relationship for him to kind of deal with was just everything he learned from Reagan and what Reagan learned from him. Plus, dealing with uh, Subomi at the end there as well. Mm. So I think I was much more interested in the Reagan storyline because I kind of got the impression after season two that Mob kind of just acknowledged that he is aware that uh, Reagan is like a fraud, but he just doesn't want to call him out on it or whatever. Yeah. so I thought it was interesting that the thing that snaps Mob out of his like break at the end of the season is uh, Reagan actually finally coming 100% clean with him and saying like, I've been using you this whole time and I know I shouldn't and like you're way more powerful than me so you should not call me master but like, you know, I care about you and I just want you to know like everyone's got a, a hidden side to them so don't be afraid of yours, just accept it. and. I, I liked that, and I, I liked that you see Reagan kind of, like, progress as a person throughout, like, the whole series and get, like, a little bit less... I mean, he's still scamming people and stuff, but, like, he's at least not 
a completely morally bankrupt person by the end. Uh, and for Subomi, I I don't know. I wish there there was more character there because we didn't really get much of her other than for some reason she is like the most popular girl in school and like literally when she when everyone found out she was moving there was a line around the block of people trying to have their last shot at her and she's just like no sorry no sorry i don't i don't even know who you are <laughs> so and, but like and it was interesting that we get to see a little bit of like you know why mob specifically likes her is that like she was one of the few people that didn't like freak out when he showed her his like powers and I forget who it was that was saying that, like, they know Subomi. Like, she's actually just, like, really apathetic and, like, she'll never really care about you. Like, I don't remember who said that uh, to him, but, like... I think it was Photographer Girl. Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah, and so, like, I just... I did think it was interesting that she was, like, the, the last major hurdle that uh, Mob had to get over. And I did appreciate... <laughs> When Mob, like, finally comes to and he, like, goes and he shoots his shot and he gets shot down. And he's just like, yeah, she said no. It's okay. And then he just starts crying <laughs> like like a normal kid would when he yeah. get, like, uh, when, like, the person he has a crush on says no. But like, they continue a friendship. Yeah, and it's it's really cute. And so, like, it's it's cool that, like, yeah, they keep going as friends. And I maybe would have liked to see some of, like, their relationship after that. But at least as far as the season, like, she kind of just didn't have as much character to her as I would have liked. Okay. Yeah, we don't really see a whole lot of Subomi in season one or season two. You just know that she's a girl that Mob has a crush on. And um, there wasn't really a, a whole lot to that. But I liked the payoff with Reagan at the end because Reagan kind of gives him that um, pep talk, like, hey, before you go in there, just want to say this real quick. And, you know, I liked that. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, yeah, I would agree. I also appreciate the exploration of other characters like Sarazawa and then Hanazawa, just having those, like, more so Sarazawa and Reagan kind of like becoming their own thing as mob does his own th you know it's kind of it's interesting like seeing that branch off right like yeah. those different dynamics and just the growth um with sarazawa going to like night school or like class taking classes and whatnot and so him and ray kind of become their own thing and then mob you know keeps growing as a person so i always they i always appreciate those kind of other side of those relationships where again not everything's just surrounding by mob other people do are going to grow in their own way and then i just really appreciated mob and hanazawa's relationship of like shopping with the t-shirt and like things of that nature where you really just see a deeper relationship with the you know their relationship like their friendship as a whole over the seasons of how it transitioned and i just really appreciate Die, kind of do like a slightly slightly more deep dive instead of be like oh yeah that's my fellow like ESPR like whatever so I do appreciate that just going a bit deeper and just having again just that payoff of the end climax just be that more much more important yeah and I do think I agree especially with uh, having like Sarazawa and Reagan together uh, you get to see a lot of just oh I have a new assistant who is also a grown person and uh, it's good because he was like one of the one of the upper was it the final four or something that uh yeah. what's his face had and seeing mob you know 
his mom eventually talks to Reagan because he's being told by his counselor, like, hey, you know, this is Japan, so you have time to go through your teens and figure yourself out, but do it fast because yeah. if you don't do it, you know, life's going to get really hard for you. And you're like, what the <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. Uh, and he goes to Reagan at a certain point and it's just like, I don't think this is going to be me long-term here. I, I think I'm, you know, probably going to do something else. And Reagan's like, I understand you, you have to grow. And I was only joking about like you staying here forever or something like that. Like I, I want you to go be your own man and do your own thing. So it was good seeing like they both get that growth of I'm going to be leaving the nest at a certain point, but also Reagan, you know, he has a life as well. Like we, like you said, and like, it's good to see that it expands and you see more of it outside of just mob, uh, going into the other character and Subomi. Yeah. You, she's very much just kind of like, you don't really, all you knew was she's like, Oh, those are cool powers. All right. I'm bored. <laughs> and then I'm done with this already. Uh, and I did like that they do talk at the end and it, you know, it leaves it open for the audience to kind of determine from there, like, are they just going to be friends or maybe long-term something else happens, but that's not really what it's about, but you're just kind of enjoying seeing mob be more confident and growing that he could just casually talk to her now on the phone. Okay. Like not even occasionally, but more often than it was before. Uh, but the other characters that I felt like it wasn't just like their relationship with mob really, it was just seeing them flourish as characters were uh, Hanazawa, Suzuki, and uh, Ritsu. And Hanazawa, I think, being the biggest one, like you already said, Momo, like you get to really see him become friends with Mob. And after he humbles him, you see Hanazawa show up again, just like, hey, dude, these dudes are trying to kidnap everybody, so you know I'll help you out. And he sticks with him like the whole time going through everything in each season fighting till the very like until he gets his ass completely kicked by someone uh and in this final season he not only gets his ass kicked once but twice and you know i think people would agree with me that he was the hero of season three he's the one that kept going in first and he literally put everything on the line, especially at the end. And not only that, but acted like a hero and saved everyone around him, which I thought was amazing. And, you know, at the sacrifice of his own uh, hair and yeah. everything once again. <laughs> but like the line he says at the very end, just like, you know, I, I'm sure something is going horribly wrong, but never forget, I'm your rival. And because I, it, he had a, I guess you'd say a Rengoku moment because Rengoku loses the fight but he wins the fight because no one died he saved everybody there and the same thing happens here where hanazawa gets yeah that was completely great completely destroyed but no for one a second, you're like holy shit did mob just kill like a bunch a of families yeah and he's like and no they're thankfully they're all safe yeah and he's able to make even like basically about to fall over and like go unconscious like he's just enough power that he had that many orbs around that many people simultaneously but I think he is the biggest growth. Didn't uh, he also like sacrifice himself in the broccoli fight to basically like, about to say yeah he to did trigger and... mob into going like full psycho to like win yeah. the fight. Yeah. No, exactly. And I think that's interesting. You brought that up. One hundred percent. I was just thinking that too. And I think it's interesting where I think Hanazawa has such a 
crazy character arc like within the three seasons and honestly by the end of it i think he's much more of a hero or you know he's because he's more socially aware than mob because if you think about it mob only acted because it directly affected him because he kept ignoring it kept ignoring like whatever doesn't affect me it wasn't until literally he's one of the last people who wasn't affected by dimple slash the broccoli thing to say oh i probably should take action or like oh maybe i should be a leader and step up so i think it's really interesting where i know mob is again not socially aware and he's still innocent and growing but at the same time though it's just interesting where Everyone kept acting, the first people to act around him, and he was always the last one to actually do something about it. And I get it, yeah, you don't want to take on your powers, you want to use your powers, but at the same time, he's so apathetic and just not interested in... Like, the only thing he was more interested in was, you know, Kurotawa, when she was like, oh, I kind of just want to give up sci-fi stuff. And again, it wasn't even Mob that really instilled in it. It was, like, her other friends and for, like, not wanted you know, disbanding the club, but really want to do something for her. And Mob's like, okay, let me join in. So I think it's just so interesting where, yes, Mob is innocent. Yes, he's still like a naive way about him. But at the same time, I feel like he's still really apathetic. Just the fact that he's always the last one to really take action. And it's only because he's kind of like the one punch man, like Satsuma, like just in it, you know, he just happened to be, you know, upon the situation. So he's more reactive than actively thinking, like unlike Hanazawa, who's like, let me do this. Let me be the first person to help people. Yeah. I thought one of the most interesting parts of the season was when Hanazawa ate like one of the candies or something like that. And just like for a second was like, yeah, you know what? That, that like uh, psycho helmet religion, pretty great. And then just immediately was like, oh, I detected I've been brainwashed and like immediately need to like throw up everything I just ate and like clear my mind and just like figure out like, okay, that happened for a reason. I gotta go figure out why and like where where this is coming from and stuff like that. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, you can't trust that Amami after that, man. You just yeah. never know what's in it. Uh, Alessandra, do you have any feeling on Hanazawa? Uh, yeah, he's a great character. Um, I mean, <laughs> he he he. I liked the. Uh, he's just um, he was just like this over the top sort of goofy character that uh what started off to be mob's rival and uh he had the great he had the great character development and i feel like he was the most behind i guess behind reagan kind of he was the person with the most character development because like momo said now he's now he's more of the hero he's first to make sure he's first to take charge in um situations where people will be in trouble and um yeah he he's more of a hero now than a villain and i remember in season one thinking of him more as like a slimy popular sort of oh, very much so yeah. Uh, 100%, yeah yeah he's, he's more of a slimy like, person he's literally just like i have psychic powers and i'm really good at using them uh-huh. so i'm gonna use them to get ahead in life and then mob just like utterly humiliates him and he's just like oh i'm not i'm shit i don't yeah i need to like tone it down a little bit Mm -hmm. Uh, but you know it's it's hard for me because knowing that because he's he's um even though he's like oh mob just so you know i will always be your rival that kind of thing the whole like t-shirt thing while i do feel like that was an attempt to 
you know, befriend mob and everything, I just can't help but, you know, feel in my gut like, oh no, he purposefully chose really bad looking clothes just for mob to humiliate himself. Oh, the monkey t I love the yeah. first time they show the monkey t shirt because it does the, it's like the full monkey sounds like, ah, that was like one of my like, favorite moments in the season. <laughs> like yeah. When, yeah. when Dimple is about to like, yeah. God punch him and then he sees the shirt and he's just like, Oh my god, that's an ugly shirt. <laughs> yeah, he's, why'd you wear this? And Ritsu's uh, just like, I can't tell my brother. Yeah, just Dimple's doing. like, oh my god, he legitimately likes that shirt. He he didn't do that because he thinks it's funny. He actually likes this shirt. Oh, unironically. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's a good, you know, yeah. it's, One of my, other than Hanazawa, one of my favorite moments from the season, though, was a Ritsu moment. And it was when again last the last arc when everyone's trying to do their best to help uh uh mob and they start doing the like you know percentage climbing thing and i was like oh my god is is mob gonna finally like wake up and fight his own other half like inside his own body to save his brother and like no that's ritsu going 100 percent to try to sa save his brother and i was just like oh that's interesting that like for the first time someone else goes 100 percent to help yeah. mob i thought that was really cool he still loses, but yeah, yeah. I thought it was a, a cool for moment. effort. A yeah. for effort. <laughs> mm -hmm. But I mean, because you know he's his brother. Uh, yeah, yeah, and also, yeah. What what sends him running after him is like he sees the destruction. He's like, oh no, is this because he got rejected? And he's just like, my brother's hurt. I need to go help him. Yeah. And then he sees the blood and everything else. I think because Ritsu's the other one of the other characters that have a lot of development. Like just like Hanazawa in the first season, uh, instead of being like. I guess humbled and uh, just an asshole. He's just more so like he d he's very distant from his brother at that point, and he is envious of him. He's like, "Why do you have all this power? Why is it like you don't do anything with it? You don't do anything at all." And when he finally develops it on his own, he's like, "I'm gonna fight you, mob!" And it doesn't end well because the uh, organization shows up and like kidnaps him, but. You, th you see throughout like him growing in each season, just being more of a supporting ally to Mob at a certain point and just happy and good with his brother where, yeah, by season three, he's completely looking out for him. Even though he's his younger brother, he's, yeah, he's worried about like, he knows Subomi might not like him and he's just like, oh crap, oh crap. Like I want Mob to be happy. But like, he literally knows that she's got like someone else she's interested in. He's just like, he knows the Mob's gonna get turned down. He's just like, I hope he takes it well. Yeah. And by the end of it, even though he goes full 100%, it's not enough in the end. Like you, it it's interesting to see that POV where he gets the final hit yeah. from the mob and you see him kind of flying through the air from his own view. And you're just like, oh, it wasn't, a, it was not I enough, he was gonna but die. it was really good. Yeah. Because they, they treat you like, the, you, you definitely think Hanazawa is going to be the one to die. And then you think Ritsu's going to die after that. And you're just like, Jesus Christ. And then you're like, oh shit, now Regan's going to die. Because he's just normal. And that intro just tells you <laughs> yeah. he's going to die. Just like um, Mob, like the Mob inside his own head, like begging everyone to like get away from him. Because he knows that like if they get too close, he, they could die. It's yeah. like heartbreaking. And the last one really, uh, Suzuki the villain from season two shows up and it, you know, it's, it's much smaller, but like, that was interesting that, uh, wait, the big bad guy. Yes. Yeah. I right here. His name. That was interesting that yeah. he is, comes back as kind of almost a good guy. Mm -hmm. Sort of. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that he got a little bit of like uh, reconciliation with his son, though. He's just yeah. like, yeah, you know what? You're right. We uh, will not win this fight. Let's leave. <laughs> <laughs> he puts up a good. It, it's very. I think that one is also a humbling fight because you get to kind of see him throw his all at it. Yeah. And, and he, even. Yeah, he realizes that, oh, yeah, no, I'm not the strongest anymore. Yeah. yeah. He's not even close. He's just like, let's leave. Like, he's just done. Um, but I guess one thing I forgot a little bit, but I figured we'd talk about in the arc structure. But uh, going into the arc structure, uh, like I said, it was broken up into kind of three parts. Uh, the first part being Broccoli, which had a couple one-shots in it in the beginning. And you're watching kind of like the Broccoli at the end of each episode grow and you're, you're feeling like, oh, something's going to happen I love here. they just call it the divine tree. Yeah. yeah. It's like, that's All a broccoli. March. And then All a couple March, episodes yeah. of Aliens yeah. and then we have pretty much the final the final portion. But broccoli, it's got like, you know, those couple one shots where there's the dude with the sword that tries to hunt uh, like yeah. possessions and stuff. And he's like, I could do this. And he's like, oh, I also suck. Like, I can't do anything with the, the sword, even with the sword, like, Everyone else is doing so much more work than me. Even practically, Reagan yeah, felt more useful this. than him. Yeah, it was just a random one shot. Uh, there was just uh, they they do like two episodes of like the normal stuff you'd get in season one, and you're just kind of like, oh, cool. We just get a little bit more of that before they completely shift it uh, to these other arcs. Like first being Dimple becoming God Dimple. And he turns gold and is just like, yeah, I could totally flex now, guys. Like, everyone believes in me. I've drugged everybody with water and edamame and whatnot. And the rest get turned just because the sheer population has already, like, turned. So it's like a weird, like, near, I guess, proximity uh, brainwashing at a certain point. I, think, I love how yeah, he's trying to justify Because that's like, how Reagan got brainwashed, fine. right? It was the proximity that got Reagan. Yeah, it was like he didn't. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He was just so impressed by. I think it happened like in the crowd, like the room full of people that were all yeah. turned. Yeah, something like that. But and he's just like, I'm not telling anyone to do anything. I just want people to like me. So what's the harm in that? You know, Dimple <laughs> goes through all three seasons like that little shoulder devil from. He's literally Mob's shoulder devil. He's, he's just literally like, just constantly saying like. You could do more, dude. Like, why are you just being a kid? Yeah. And we finally see it come to a head where it's like, you know, if you don't want to take this credit, if you don't want to do this, mm -hmm. I'll take it. But I'm giving you like one last chance. You, you see yeah. him trying. He's like, we could we could rule this together, you and I, Spider-Man. And he's just like, <laughs> no, nah, it's okay. Uh, and he goes through that full on try to take over the world and he eventually gets, you know, not humbled, but he realizes his relationship with Mob and how important it is to him. I love that and Mob literally just, like, jettisons all his psychic energy just to be like, okay, yeah, you know, we can't have an honest conversation while I have power over you, so mm -hmm. no power. Let's just talk as friends. I thought that was really cute. Very much so. Also really creepy when they're, like, leaving the... Um, the broccoli and dimples just like yeah you know the amount of power i got stored up it'll probably fizzle out over the course of like a week or whatever i'll just carry you home and then there's just like one of the broccoli shigios off to the side he's like i'm not i'm not doing that what why is that there <laughs> if you're here and i'm here and you're over there then that means oh boy yeah it's like one of those uh, situations i mm -hmm. think what was crazy about that too 
was just like, hey, dude, you left the broccoli in the fridge too long. It's become sentient. <laughs> it's like on its own. Like, this is why you eat your vegetables and don't just leave them. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's so interesting that, like, yeah, the final, that boss fight was between Dimple and the broccoli. It wasn't Mob. So I find that so interesting of what you expect to get in the overarc like story structure is not what you'll you'll essentially get at the end so yeah, yeah that was a very interesting kind of twist there yeah and i think they really only added the broccoli thing in there just to um just to kind of give dimple like a proper ending mm-hmm. yeah because mm-hmm. yep, yep. if i remember correctly dimple never shows up in the last four episodes right he, he does, does at the very end oh, to help that's uh, right. reagan that's right. get close to mob that's right yeah. that's right yeah yeah it's like you're supposed to think he's dead and then he's like yeah. yeah i got like pulled back through this like crazy power cyclone you made <laughs> yeah that's right um they really do a good trick on you because mob's like oh God. like he cries at the end when he wakes up and thinks about it and he's like i feel like something is wrong but yeah he can't remember yeah like, but at the same time again apathy we're like he's like oh, i haven't seen double in a few days and like yeah. Okay, like, and? So, yeah, it's like, you know, it's been know. a month since uh, you've seen Dimple. Yeah. Are you just still thinking about that? It's like, no, I'm sure he's fine. Like, like okay. Huh. <laughs> yeah, like, I I did really like how they pulled off that scene where Dimple is, like, giving his last, I guess, demand or request or command to uh, uh, Mob. And he's just like, I know you're exhausted, but I need you to get up and I need you to get to safety on your own. And it, I thought it was so interesting. They kept shifting back to like, from Mob's perspective, Dimple is, you know, God Dimple still. But on the other side, he's just like the, or was it the other way around? It was the other way around. He was like other way around. Dimple. Yeah. So he's seeing Dimple as like how he remembers him as like this just a little green flame with the the cheek dimple things. And then like in reality, he's like slowly being broken apart because he's just giving literally all he's still got to fend off broccoli and keep mob safe and it's interesting that he he uses the last of the power to just jettison the broccoli into space yeah Yeah. space broccoli how'd you guys feel about that arc overall though it's pretty much like four five episodes it's like no it's like six episodes altogether really it was half the arc honestly i was kind of bored by it until the very end like i was i was just like not that interested in it for whatever reason same I was intrigued by the I was intrigued by the concept. I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh, let's make a cult all about broccoli. That's interesting." But yeah. um yeah, I feel like it was it was it, it was a few episodes too long. They could just, have ended it quicker. For me, it felt like they took a joke at the end of the second season where it's like, "Oh, Mob needed somewhere to put all of this excess energy. He just shoved it all in a broccoli and he made it giant." Haha, <laughs> funny. And then the next season, they're like, what if we stretch that out to, like, four or five episodes of actually important stuff? Yeah. Like, we could have uh, gotten a better understanding of why Mob is so apathetic. Uh, yeah. Because but I'm sensing the pattern of, like, well, Mob was just kind of like, ugh, this, like, this season. But I think that was the point, because you saw Mob as the villain, because you will see that he's battling himself at the end. Mm-hmm. this whole time yep. not being a whole person mm-hmm. yep yeah uh, that was so interesting to me when he was like talking to the shadow version of himself in his mind and he's just like who are you like i'm mob who are you like oh you're the fake me like 
because there's a good ex or good uh, argument to be made. That, like, yes, from the moment that Mob decided to like shut off his emotions, that is not a true him. Yeah. So is Mob really the real Shigio? Oh, I forget his full name. Is Mob Mob? <laughs> yeah, is Mob yeah. Mob? <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, you know, aliens. Uh, two episodes of Aliens. Which, yeah, it's that was like that one yeah. was just fun. I talked yeah, to Ty about sense. yeah. I talked to Ty about that. He was like, "Oh yeah, it was so." Fun. He remembers everything. I mm-hmm. I watched something once and I completely forget about it unless unless I talk about it again. And Ty was like, "Oh, you know that you know Alien arc. Uh, so funny, so psychedelic, so this, so that." And I'm just like, that. That that was like an acid trip for me. I don't ever remember that happening. It does kind of feel like that. <laughs> yeah. well, after, just like, after it picked up, he's just like, yeah. like, here's a bunch of stuff that just happened. Yeah. One of them got left behind and just stayed around yeah. for a while. Yeah. And, 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 and do we ever revisit that? They so There's the like one th- line. Yeah, the, yeah. At the very end, at the epilogue, there he's, it's like, "Hey, do you think those aliens will ever come back?" And he's like, "I think so." And you look at him, and he's got he's alien eyes. eyes, and you're just like, "Oh," because <laughs> when you you know you watch it, and it's a very, it's a very nice like intimate episode of just mm-hmm. having the telepathy club together, and you're kind of seeing a little bit. You're learning more about them. You even learn finally about the guy that Mob replaces. And uh, that he's kind of like semi cool. He's like, I played tennis. Oh, and I love that he's a telepath that can shut off his powers by just putting in earplugs. Yeah, yeah, he, that was so he's fun. not. An, yeah, uh, yeah he, he just can read people's minds, and he's like, yeah, but I don't want to use it because it gets too crazy and I get headaches and whatnot. That whole scene where the two like brothers are trying to just put out the psychic noise, and he's like trying to pretend that it's not bothering him. And he eventually, yeah, just, like, knock it off. He's like oh, messing with the, the, I think he's yeah. messing with this racket or something, right? And he's just like, ooh, yeah. Uh, yeah, somewhere. Yeah. And, you know, the first episode's just kind of them, like, waiting, trying to figure it out. And Reagan's interesting watching him drive for the first time, which is hilarious. But uh, afterwards, you get the actual abduction where they're like, hey, are we missing somebody? And you have the whole, like, I've been trapped here for this many, like months or weeks or days or something and uh i I fought the big bad here because he was up to my ankle and i kicked him and that was it (laughs) but like you see him and he's like now these aliens love me (laughs) yeah he's like he's just like i just want to wake up and i play my switch and i'm sleeping with the alien princess uh you know like everyone loves me and all this stuff but he's just kind of like i don't know what's happening man (laughs) he just wakes up you see him just covered in lipstick and you're just like oh my god uh, I think also, I forget what the author's name is, but just his design of an alien. He's like, well, what, what do you think an alien would look like? And he's just like, oh, let me see. Let me take a jab at it. And they got like chicken legs and just weird everything. Like they just look so strange compared to your average alien where either it's like, oh, here's a creepy creature like a xenomorph yeah. versus... Now that I think oh. about it, it's almost like they took the design for like a gray alien with like the spindly arms and legs and like the big eyes, but they were like, what if I made that cute though? And yeah. pink. Just yeah. Pink as hell. God. <laughs> that was hilarious. But yeah, it, it felt weird there because it's like that little... It was more or less filler because it's in between the two big arcs and it 
definitely it, I liked it. I don't I'm glad it was there just because it didn't it, it did feel like it was something that would have fit better in seasons 1 or 2 mm-hmm. considering like the finale and everything else, but I guess you wouldn't expect that being the last thing you get before mob goes crazy you're like oh hey what happens after this weird alien episode oh mob becomes a villain uh, oh okay yeah, sure almost destroys the whole town <laughs> you just yeah destroys the freaking city man uh but going into then yeah the final arc which i think it's that weird thing of like uh if you anyone's watched the final season of samurai jack when they brought that back on adult swim the first three episodes are like 10 out of 10s it's like a perfect trilogy and the rest of the season is just so completely whatever that you're just like, this was what we came back for after all these years, really. And it didn't hold up as well at all. And this season reminds me of that, where it's like a reverse of everything's kind of whatever. It's not as bad. Samurai Jack was not as good as Mob Psycho's final season whatsoever. But uh, Mob Psycho, you know, this, fr- yeah, the broccoli was too long. It felt a little bit out of place and the aliens was there also out of place and then finally you get these last four episodes where it feels incredibly intense you really understand everything that's going on you think this is probably one of the best moments in the series but that's it it's like that's the it's a third of the season so you're just kind of like yeah a third of the season's incredibly good but otherwise like yeah but how do we feel about that final arc that epilogue uh and mob kind of coming to terms with himself more or less I mean, I kind of touched on it a little bit already, so my final thoughts on it will probably be a little bit shorter. It's just like, I really, really enjoyed it just to see everyone come back and try to help Mob any way they could. And just like seeing Mob finally become like a full person and be able to accept that I have these insane powers and I'm allowed to be a human and have emotions and stuff. And just like... Even like immediately after he like gets rejected by Subomi and she and he just is crying his eyes out like a normal kid would at that point, not like Mob, who is just like regular Mob would have just shrugged it off and been like you said, been apathetic and be like, okay, on to the next thing. And then like I absolutely loved the last shot of the series where Mob is just like sitting with his friends and full on laughing and being happy. Like, I, I loved that. So seeing, like, and I really gravitate towards, like, story arcs that revolve around, like, personal character growth and not just, like, who's stronger. Because it's a lot harder to just, like, come to terms with your own shortcomings and work on them than it is to just punch something real hard. So I really enjoyed this last arc, like, a lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I-, I was... Go ahead, Momo. <laughs> uh, no, I'll say I 100% agree with you, James, of, like, and the, the reality of the situation, too, of, like, okay, end of the day question is, is a slice of life type of scenario of how do you make a living or how do you go through life into adulthood with these type of powers and facing the reality, really processing it, because, again, the, his final arc, he fully processes it and he doesn't compartmentalize because I feel like these full, these three seasons has just been like his emotions and his powers and he just kind of like keeps it, everything separate where now with the final arc he's finally able to mesh it process it and really just move forward in life with it and I just appreciate the whole idea of just yeah what the real the reality of 
going through life day to day and what that really realistically looks like. So to your point, James, yeah, you can like Dragon Ball Z it and like just, you know, like punch people all day and every day. But in the day, who's actually paying the bills? It's, oh, like again, Dragon Ball Z reference, it's Bulma and her inventions. And that's how you get the, you know, realistically, that's how you pay the bills. So for this kind of thing, yeah, like how does he day to day as a human being keep going through life and yeah, just kind of just working his way through uh just yeah him being a human end of the day so yeah i really do appreciate just that overall uh character development yeah um i was satisfied with it because he's he's completely human now and uh you i mean we don't get to see we don't get to see the journey of him learning to cope with it uh just coping with the fact that he has this power and uh seeing him try to balance that out as he grows up uh, we don't get to see that but now that you know you see the final resolution that he has come to terms with it is good um uh and you get to see him overcome also like how um uh, I'm trying to think of what kind of like the main theme of season one was because Reagan was like, Reagan kept trying to tell him, uh, hey, um, don't just use your powers just because you have them. Uh, use them for self-defense or don't use it just purely to fight. Um, so uh, you get to see Mob kind of work through that. And in season two, um Gosh, what was the theme of season two? Pretty much the big bads there, just like trying to defend yeah. the city from them. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah, but um, I was very satisfied with that because, you know, you get to see that he's completely human now. Yeah. I think uh, one thing I really appreciated was the way they utilize. I'll, I'll get a little bit into this because we're going to talk about the intro and outro too, but the, the intro, like, each intro has had like a specific name. The first one being uh, 100, I believe, or 99. I think it was 99. And then uh, the next one being 99.1 or 99.9, I think. Uh, and it's kind of the growing and it's supposed to be mobs like countdown to 100. And for three, it's not, it's one. I've had and... that song stuck in my head for literally weeks. <laughs> yeah, each one I'm like that when they first show these intros, I'm like, ah, do I like this one as much as the previous? And the next thing I know, I'm in the gym, just like going off at it, just like, yeah, yeah, I could do this. I may have driven home a little bit too fast listening to that. <laughs> oh yeah, no, those songs are dangerous on the road because you start uh, increasing your speed. It's like, what's the speed? Li- oh no! But uh, for it, it's like one and only one, and it's talking about one. It's not talking about his power level or anything else. It's talking about his in, like him inside him inside becoming one with himself and finally just like being not two people and even see it throughout the different like because it's a very strange i mean obviously each intro is strange but this one it's like oh here's like a weird like cutout of eyes over mob's actual like face and uh, everything looks weird it looks like he's having a headache and everything just looks really strange and it's all supposed to i would say represent that internal struggle he then has of controlling his emotions to then finally his emotions are out and losing control uh, because they've been bottled away for way too long and the unhealthiness uh, I guess it kind of hits that mental health of like 
uh, keeping things bottled up for too long, eventually it's going to get out. But because you've kept it in for so long, it's going to go off like a freaking volcano instead of having it have been there the whole time. So you're a lot more balanced with yourself. Yeah. And I appreciated that this arc really does that where Mob's kind of having to watch as everyone around him that loves him are putting their lives on the line to attempt to stop him or get to him. Uh, whereas like then he starts finally having that internal dialogue with himself and you're kind of seeing how it unfolds and it takes finally like Reagan to let the, uh, I guess, merge finally occur. Uh, and it's, yeah, it's, it, it's an incredibly good payoff and it does like, you appreciate that that's pr pretty much like the full ending of just like, here's mob, the, the boy who can now feel. Yeah. and yes <laughs> he gets tears then he gets laughter and i think the author even said like the show is going to end with mob laugh uh, the this the manga but the entire thing will end with mob laughing at the end and it pays off it like it happens and you're like oh that's why it's such a very you don't think about it when he sits back then you're like all right whatever and then when you finally see it you're like this is an incredibly big deal and i never thought like seeing someone laugh ever in anything would be that much of a like satisfying point of just growth uh so i really appreciated this final arc and i think that it did make me want to see more but i also understood why it had to end at the same time because then no one wants to watch something where everything's already solved even though yeah. you're like yeah but i want to watch people be happy yeah. i don't want to so. see it go on and just see mob fight more and more espers like i i'm glad it just ended with he had a good character growth done with it yeah you don't need no borado stuff or anything like that <laughs> uh so the intro and outro how did you guys feel about it this time around because so are uh, we talking about are we talking about like the visual aspects of it or everything we... music oh, okay. and visual yeah okay um well i think i like how they kept up at least with the outro they kept up with the same art style they just sketched it all out and you I mean, it's not like full outlines, but it was black and white. But the thing that I think I didn't go back and watch two or one or the two or one's outros. Um, but I liked how the three, how the third ended in color. Um, it was all like watercolor effects um, at the end there. I liked that. Uh, the song. Um, I feel like even for all three seasons, I feel like the outro songs were, I don't know, didn't stick with me as much as other anime outros have. But um, the intro, uh, I actually looked up the translation for that because I like how I like how for all three seasons they've had the mob choir. Uh, yes. Yeah, they, <laughs> I like how they've consistently kept that up. So I was like, okay, well, they had their own choir and each one of them has been about mob specifically so i'm gonna look up the translation for that uh um a lot of it i like how it all connected with just like it was just about him and about his inner war with himself and the they they did keep up with at least in the visual aspects they kept up with how crazy and um kaleidoscopy it was all it all was and uh just really odd uh 
It was hard. It was hard. Like I was at war with myself trying to just comprehend it all. (laughs) All the bright colors and the um, just the weird animation. I liked it. Yeah, I don't really have too many comments on the outro because I don't remember it sticking with me too much. But the intro really stuck with me. Like I just there's so many quick cuts that it's really easy to just like watch it in front of every episode or even just like on YouTube, just rewatch the intro, just to see like, what did I miss and stuff like that? Cause there's so many things you can uh, like, you pause notice. so many times. Yeah. And like, there's definitely one shot that really like stuck with me the most. And it was like when Reagan and I, I don't know if anyone else was like playing instruments, but, like Reagan is like on guitar or something like that. And he hits like the distortion button on like the, the foot pedal or whatever. And which is all it already sounds cool. And like there's, you know, sound, uh, music distortion is a thing, but also it's it just seemed to signify like mental distortion of just like there's so much chaos going on within mob. And then like the next image is literally like a lightning bolt hitting the ground and causing like a massive almost nuclear explosion. And it's just like it's so interesting and cool of a shot. And like just the, the music itself is so cool because that's where it hits like a really huge drop. And it's just I really liked that this intro showed, I think like you mentioned, just the chaos and the the battle going on within Mob of like controlling his emotions and like his powers. I mean, I, again, I can't remember who said it, but like Reagan or, or someone when they witnessed Mob just like stomping through the streets, just destroying everything around them, they comment like, oh my God, Mob, you've been holding this in this whole time. Like, no wonder you're so muted all the time because you just you spend all your energy on just keeping this inside and so i thought that that intro did a really good job of like giving you hints at that throughout the season i guess of like this is what's going on inside it also doesn't help that like the this song uses one of those techniques where they just take random words english words that i can recognize (laughs) And but they don't mean anything. They just sound yep. cool and they yep. like go together. So just like it, I think that's why it's been so catchy and stuck in my head because it's just like I don't know all the words, but I know some of them, and they sound cool. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, I personally, so the outros I never cared about. Uh, I'll just say it right now. Uh, I already like I watched some of them again earlier this week i already forgot them i'm like ah yeah you know, it's, it's kind of whatever uh, they never really were that special to me at all but the intros are like the ultimate workout playlist that you just throw in there and you're just yeah you just feel power you're just like you're feeling that surge you're just like oh what what is this power it feels good i'm gonna go lift something and uh for one like I wasn't really sure if I liked it the first time, which was the same way with 99.9. Oh, that's my favorite. I know. And uh, it's, and then I like hear it a second time and I'm like, yeah, all right, all right. And then I hear it a third time and I'm just like, yeah, all right, all right. And just like really feeling it. And yeah, James said it pretty much on point of like how you get the inner, inner fighting of mob throughout the whole thing. But the music itself, like it's so, the energy in it is so insane. And to have it just being called, yeah, mob choir. It's just like some group of musicians and you have some vocalists who I'm just like, I, yo, if I could just have a live performance of them, but I don't want it like a concert. I'm like, yo, if you guys could perform at like a gym or something, <laughs> that'd be like the best thing in the world. I would love that. Cause I, I'm pretty sure it was either 
one, I think it was honestly one, I was finally able to like go over 300 pounds on squats to one. Because yes. I was just like full energy. I was like, okay, I could do this. And I ended up doing like five reps. And I was like, holy shit. And I put it down and I fell down. I'm like, I'm dead. Yeah. All right, it's over. But it really does like give you liquid, not, I don't want to say like liquid courage, like you would from alcohol or something like that. But like, it gives you just like this adrenaline, inner, inner adrenaline that you didn't know you had. You don't need anything else. It's just like, did you put anything in your body? No, I just literally listened to some music and it just gave me power. I just went a hundred percent. Yeah. So I love these intros so much. They're one of the top, like they're one of the best intros I've ever seen in an anime. Uh, just, I guess, put into perspective, one piece has like 25, 24 intros. And I think there's oh like God. really like four that I really enjoy for like, at least like music. Whereas like this one, yeah, it's like three for three. Perfect. Like it's, you didn't need to change anything for it. Um, and the last thing, just cause it relates to it, but guys, we just, I just love the body improvement club and I'm going to miss them. I yeah. know. They best were club. like, best club. Ugh, best club <laughs> ever. And it's funny cause I watched, uh, I watched like maybe one or two, like sort of opinionated pieces about mob psycho. And they were like, oh, you know, the body improvement club. They were kind of like douchebags at the beginning. I'm just like, they were not like douchebags. <laughs> Wait, what? They, they didn't even do it. Yeah, they just like hey. they even let the the uh, paranormal club still use the room. They're yeah. just like yeah, yeah whatever. We exactly. don't need like we just needed to store our equipment. And they sure, were use always the table. so supportive of Bob because Bob was like, I just won't stay in shape, y'all. And every time he fell down, they were like, No, kid, get back up, get back up, come on, come on. Yeah, they're nothing there. but supportive. There, yeah. So, yeah. body improvement club, ten out of ten club. And even like when when Mob is going crazy at the end and like they they hear that he might be still out there and they don't even know that it's him causing the trouble and they're just like, we got to go find Mob like he, he might be in trouble and they go they see that it's him doing it and they're like, I, we don't know what's going on, but we got to try something and he just like immediately destroys them and they're just like, oh my God, was he actually this powerful the whole time? I thought they knew. <laughs> Apparently they did not. Yeah. Like yeah, he's like he's strong this whole time. Yeah, Why I appreciate he hide it. Yeah, I appreciate the Body Improvement Club because seeing another Body Improvement Club, another anime I watched and uh, was from Ice Blade Sorcerer, Shall Rule the World. That's like the series, and the main character who's like OP, you know, joins their own Body Improvement Club. I know it was just it was for the sketch itself, where they're like, in order to join, you have to be this buff, and like, yeah, it was like a funny thing of him, like, yeah, I have all these secret muscles, and that was their trope, but I really appreciate for this one for Mob, as you said, Alessandra, like, they just, they accept him for who he is, they all, they're just really supportive, there's no judgment, and then it's just all about, again, just improving oneself, and just being as supportive as you can, just again, compared to just other body improvement clubs from other animes, where it's just like, judging you, like, you have to be this specific a bar, you have to meet this bar to even participate, where for this one, it's more like, hey, we're all here together, we're all improving together, so I really appreciate that. Yeah. Each season, you see them, like, risk a lot for mob like the first one when they're like wait there's a gang that's gonna beat up mob and they just show up they're like hey we're yeah. going to our kid and they're, they're like oh you guys here to fight us and they're like no we just want them and we're gonna leave and then they all try to fight them and they're just like well i guess we'll have to do self-defense and they beat the shit yeah. out of like a gang of like 60 people uh and at the end you know hanazawa like throws them all everywhere and then they just kind of get up after and go that was weird all right mob ready to go yeah. work out <laughs> they just go and start running again season two 
you have them like go in during the final battle they show up in a an insane esper fight they're just like oh hey mob what's going on and that massive dude is like trying to fight mob and the captain like stops mob from getting crushed before dimple even takes him over he's just like yo i've seen you grow i've seen you do all this stuff and i'm not gonna let anything happen to you and he's just a normal person and then when Dimple gets me, he's just like, holy crap, I've never been in someone so powerful before. And it's like, yeah. why? <laughs> because he works out! <laughs> it's just like, oh, shit. Like, uh. it's so good. And then, you know, the final portion, I forget what his name is, but he becomes the new captain in the epilogue, is the one that talks this time. And it's awesome to see Mob's own progression that he's now vice captain of the body. Improvement. Yeah. And they have now all these, like, young recruits with them, which is incredibly... I think that was the best ending. Dude, even from the first moment when, like, Mob is trying to decide which, like, club to go for, and it's, like, it makes sense. Like, obviously he chooses the parent, the psychic club, right? Because he's literally psychic. He's like, no, I'm going to choose the body improvement club. I want to work out on my body. (laughs) I want to impress girls. (laughs) I would like to say, it's so good, um, as the ending there, but... uh... Dragon Con, I think a great, easy, cheap group cosplay could be Body Improvement Club. I'm just saying, guys, you know, we could totally <laughs> That's not do terrible. it. Yeah, <laughs> I think it'll be a good time. Uh, but now, Spy Family Part 2. This uh, this show, th- this freaking show. I love that Bond is just like the, vo- they have like a real human just saying Borf. Borf. Just, just Borf. <laughs> Uh, I've said it before, The because I guess starting with the intro and outro for this one, uh, the first intro and outro, when I first heard it, I had just gone to New York to visit, and I was, like, walking the streets, looping the intro, like, nonstop, and when nighttime hit, I just started playing uh, comedy, because the first song was Peanuts, the second one was comedy, and it was just so phenomenal how good they were, and I couldn't believe it, and, you know... I know someone else used comedy for something really big. It was, I don't know, it was maybe an end of a wedding. Everyone's leaving. And I'm just like, <laughs> the fuck? Is that comedy <laughs> playing? <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it was. <laughs> that was, that, I loved that was, it. That was a I good play, Momo. Duh, it was so funny because uh, I was a bridesmaid in Momo's wedding. And when the and <laughs> when that song started playing as she was walking down the aisle, I was like, oh, 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 oh wait a minute. <laughs> I need this dance to <laughs> Whoopsie. best song <laughs> definitely approve it, it's 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 bridal wedding approved because it's especially the instrumental well it kind of is already kind of instrumental anyways but yeah i know like for myself again purposely picking that for a wedding because i'm a weeb so like for context <laughs> for my wedding i had housing and castle carnival for the bridesmaids for myself i had an inuyasha uh like it's the inuyasha kugome theme but i'm like okay end of the wedding has to be upbeat fun playful and spy family uh just i had to so i agree i i do like the dichotomy of again kind of like that cowboy bebop spy type of dynamic but also the fun you know playful side of it which i mm-hmm. again i think spy family is and another anime show uh buddy daddy is just it really works out with the dichotomy of serious people die versus fun fluff and just slice of life yeah yeah mm-hmm. and i will say like I don't know who else, but I felt like I was the only person when the Inuyasha Kagome theme played. I was like, it's it's that. I know what that is. I know what that is. (laughs) Oh, man. That was was Captain America. Like, yeah, I know that reference. (laughs) Uh, The intro, though, Souvenir Mm. is what it's called. And it 
is so fun. It, it's just like, oh my God, this is like, it feels great. You watch the intro. It's so, it's the warmest thing you could think of. Cause the first one, it's so action. You're like, I love it. But this one's just warm. It's incredibly warm. It's showing the family together and even have everything from like Anya and Becky holding hands to like the transition from like, oh, Lloyd pulling out a gun to them being at like the, the fair and stuff like that. But I thought it was magical. It was, it was so freaking good. Uh, what's i'll let you finish no no go for it that's so that's what's it. funny to me is like i remember liking the intro a lot but the outro was so it's it, it literally i think it's the song's name is colors or something like it is literally possibly my favorite anime outro i've ever seen really i was just like i thought the song was so good and just like the imagery in, unless i'm mistaking the intro yeah, the when outro. they're in the house it shows like all of them in different points yes yeah. okay so because i i loved that it, when they're all in their individual rooms they all are literally basically in different lives yeah like uh your it seems to be like in some like ventilation shaft waiting for like her target to show up like uh lloyd is sitting on like a ruined like in a ruined room because it's like a, a I guess a, I think a call back to his tragic past or something and Anya is in her school and then like they all see this light off to the side and they all follow the light and they and it's them leaving their rooms and coming together and being happy together and and just seeing how they they pan the camera around the apartment and it's changing to different scenes and like you get to see the the uh, side love interest maybe although lloyd has no no knowledge that she's inter even interested in him like her first and like you you get to see a little bit of how like when lloyd's talking to her yours in the background and maybe she's not that like interested and in that she's that this new uh, lady is around and like and it's just so cute seeing uh anya like seemingly try to cook something and just utterly failing before she even starts and she's got the the crying googly yeah. eyes yeah, and, and then like lloyd is just like oh you and they do they cook a family meal together and they look so happy and it's just like seeing anya try to like chow down in the background <laughs> until lloyd notices oh, she, her and she's, she's like ah. yeah that's great it's just like the i i loved seeing all of that and then like at the very end when they all go back to their uh, different rooms they reverse the thing where they're all going on to their separate lives again to like really show that like they they really enjoy living together and they are a family but they're they have very separate secret lives from each other yeah and then like, but only Anya bond knows about being it. just cute <laughs> yeah bond's being bond and like even bond i think before the family shows up uh he seems to be like surrounded by a bunch of like broken down kennels and stuff so like even he has like his own previous life and stuff Borf. Yeah. <laughs> love bond best boy. best boy best boy best boy the goodest boy absolutely the, the oh, yeah. bow tie sells it the bow yeah 100%. i ordered a, a figure uh soon yeah with with bond and i know Kamran, you you mentioned this or you'll touch upon this but i do appreciate again like the little side snippets of like bond and i forgot his name but like lloyd's like uh informist you know like he tried to pick up oh, girls frankie? frankie yeah he tries to pick up girls with bond and like da -da -da -da. Scruffy. Scruffy yes beard. yeah it's just, Scruffy. and i do appreciate just again those little snippets i think it's just really fun and and really just adds to the story as a whole and it, again it adds to world building it adds to just the fun playful side to the overall arching thing of you know west versus east and assassination with with your and everything so yeah i do love just the little pockets of you know just little like filler episodes or like filler like 
you know, went through of an episode. I do appreciate that. I think it really adds to the story arc as a whole, personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this was, the, the, so this show was going on at the same time as Mob Psycho. And my order would be watch Mob first, then watch Spy Family, because I love, I love Mob. It, it's a fantastic show. But I'm just like, I, I just can't wait after. I'm just watching more Spy Family. Like, I'm, I'm like, enjoy Mom. Like, that was really good. And then I watched Spy Family. And I'm just like, oh boy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, fully smiling, happy the entire time. Yeah. And because th- I said it before, like, this show came out of left field for me when it first, the first season came out. Like, Momo and Chris Schneider, who's been on before, were like, oh, you're going to like it. It's like a spy and an assassin. I'm like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? And I watched it. And I'm like, this is the best thing I've ever seen. And, like, it was my number one anime that last year. Like, it, it was phenomenal. And uh, you get, like, uh, I guess the beginning here, uh, the first serious thing in this show. Because it, everything feels like a one little shot. Even an episode could have two to three things going on. Because it's kind of like two to three, I guess, manga chapters is how it goes. And in like an episode, and they're just kind of each one separate, and you always get excited for the next thing because you're like, oh, good, there's like three in this one or something. But uh, you get the first serious arc with the bomb slash bond arc, where you know the terrorist organization is just like, we're gonna blow shit up and everything else, and kind of screw up the uh, potential diplomacy that's going on between the east and west, uh, and having everyone with a specific role of Anya, kind of like, oh. I can read this dog's mind and Lloyd might be dead by the end of this. And she's just like, I'm not losing my dad. So she goes through like this whole adventure to try to save him. Whereas Lloyd's doing his mission and yours just trying to find Anya the whole yeah. time. She's just like, I fucked up. She goes fucked up real blown. bad. Yeah. She goes full blown mom mode Dude. and she's like, kicks a car out of the way. She's like, where's my Oh my daughter? God. That was, that was so like the, the moment where she realizes that Anya's missing when they're going through the market and she's just like, Oh no, oh no, oh no. And she just like jumps. Spider Woman jumps to the ceiling and just like scans the whole room. And I'm just like, oh my God. Thanks, sir. It's insane. <laughs> or when the dog, so like the other dog is like cornering in on Anya and Bond and, you know, Yor shows up and the dog growls at her. Yor just turns around and yeah. bears fangs and you're just like, where did you even get those? And you're just like, oh my God. But, oh God, she, the dog's just like, I no longer wish to be hostile towards you guys. I'm going to back off now yeah. because it's not worth it. I may have bitten more, have bitten off more than I could chew. Quite literally, yeah. Uh, I, I did love though that you have was it three episodes, or was it two or three? I think it was three episodes, right? That you kind of went through for a bit. Did it take it two? Or, it was two or three. Because it has to do with the, the with the bomb and the clock and everything in addition to yeah. Because mm. the first one, <clears throat> it's just she meets Bond, mm-hmm. and then like the second one, she goes to stop it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but I think because uh, Yor saves her at the end of the second episode. So th- I think, yeah, it's three episodes, um, which is funny because, you know, it ends up with them just kind of all meeting back up in one place. And they're like, oh, hey, where were yeah. you? And it's just like, oh, hey, let's go home, I guess. And then like they take, uh, what's her, I forget what her name is, um, the handler. Is it mm-hmm. just handler or... Um, oh, but she um, she talks about her past, like she had a daughter who passed away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying um, to remember her name. It's out of my tongue. It's probably I'm probably gonna show up with it near the end of the episode. <laughs> but I guess quite the opposite of Mob, though. Like you know, whereas Mob, we're kind of 
a little critical of the arcs they kind of choose to do so in this, whereas Spy Family has always been kind of one-shots nonstop. How do we feel about this arc being an actual arc, the first arc we've ever gotten so far uh, in this show? Biasly, I like it just because... I think it's hard because I know some people watch Slice of Life or like like shows that are don't really have a story progression. They prefer that. And I know where other viewers prefer some story progression. Uh, I'm a bit probably towards the story progression. So I do appreciate where there is more progression. And again, we see more characters. We see, I know in the future, we're probably going to see, you know, Lloyd's background and everything. So biasly, I do appreciate it. Um, but I know this was a big deal because we're revealing one of the main, the last remaining main characters to the family, which was Bond the dog. So I can understand why this was a bit different formula compared to the other, uh, the other episodes. Okay. Yeah. I liked it. Um, it's funny because whenever people ask me what's your favorite style of anime, it's I, I normally default to Slice of Life, but then I think, but I really like My Hero Academia. I really like Spy Family. I really like Mob. I really like uh, Rascal does 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 or does not like Bunny Senpai or something like that. That that um. So it's one of those things. It's. <laughs> It's yeah, weird. It, it, it's <laughs> weird. Um, I, I don't recommend it for you. It's okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe Momo knows about it. I don't know. I got you, but, girl. Uh, I got you. Yay, yay. Um, but then I'm like, well, is that considered slice of life? Because that actually has some story gravitas to it. Uh, so it's, I like... But I liked um, I liked the arc where you got to understand more of the political uh, discourse between the East and the West a lot more because I'm like, okay, so you get the you you have the arc in the first part in part one where you where Lloyd is all just trying to build the family together. He's trying to accomplish that first part of the mission. And then the other half of part one is, you know, uh, seeing Anya trying to battle with uh, trying to do well in school and trying to do right by her dad and all that other stuff. So you have some gravitas with that, but now you're, but now we're getting the full picture. Um, so I appreciated that a lot. Yeah. And the one-offs and stuff, like I remember more of the political discourse between the East and the West stuff, uh, than the one-off episodes. Okay. I remember enjoying them, but I don't remember them as much. Yeah, really quickly, Alessandra, you actually make a good point, which reminds me of this show reminds me of the formula for Full Alchemist, like the original, not Brotherhood, where you can mm. you can you can maybe skip an episode and it won't be too crazy of like, did I miss anything important? Where of course it was the kind of like this is where it was the multiple episodes for one specific arc where it's like, okay, you do need to pay attention. So that kind of reminds me of very similar to yeah the OG Fullmetal Alchemist, which technically wasn't canon compared to say Brotherhood, where no you, yeah. you need to watch every single episode because it's very it pertains to the story as a whole. So that kind of reminds me of that dichotomy. Like that woman that dresses up as like a thief at night and would just blow stuff up and she was like a nun during the day or something like that. I've like I've a like a I very vague recollection. <laughs> Dude, old full metal is like a 
it's a weird depression show. I'll tell you, Amen. it's a weird depression. I remember show. watching the entire original Full Metal series and just like reading the manga. Like I was reading the manga currently along with, with the, the anime, and then I was and just like, like, "What?" And I was like, "Oh, well, the that, fuck? <laughs> that's weird how that show ended." I what? well, I'll keep reading the manga, and then I read the finished reading the manga when it like actually ended, and I was like. Damn, that show fucked up. There's this the manga's way better. <laughs> Thankfully, they just redid yeah. the the whole thing. Alessandra, if you ever watched, I don't know, have you watched the Full Metal? I haven't yet. Okay, if you watch, like there's there's a reason why there's two separate, completely different shows because the first one they were doing it while the manga was being done, so they made up their own stuff, like yeah. complete different plots and characters it's like sailor moon right like you get one series yeah yeah, it's like that where one is true to the manga and then one isn't so Mm -hmm. yeah like instead of doing what naruto did where they were like okay we'll just make like a bunch of filler episodes that don't matter until Mm -hmm. the manga didn't they do the same thing with bleach good question good question i don't know good question yeah Yeah. Yeah. but i know bleach has like one a million and one episodes and like a hundred or and 150 of them are filler or something like that i just know the first full metal will diagnose you with depression by the end of it and then brotherhood will like make you happy and you're like oh good you should watch them back to back because one will lift you with spy family i see what you're saying yes (laughs) uh but yeah, was, I thought the arc was good. I thought the bomb arc was really fun and getting to know Bond really fast of just like, you know, you borfed mm-hmm. here and you borfed and there. And you get to see that Anya is actually kind of smart. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. thought it was really cool mm-hmm. that like, because she can read thoughts and Bond is a dog and he kind of like thinks in images and he can see the future. She can basically like, when she's near him, she can see the future. Was, yeah. I thought that was really interesting. They really yeah. seem to have a bond. Mm. Ha, 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 ha. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, like I, so this whole series has like an overarching story going on. Like there's a reason why the whole spy family is even a thing. Like it's Lloyd's mission. So it makes sense that like every once in a while they would do like maybe an extended arc that is covering a more important part to his like mission. Uh, as much fun as it is to have like the multiple like mini stories per episode, I I think like Momo, I enjoy like per, like story progression arcs a lot more than just like individual fun stories. So yeah, I was totally on board for like having multi episode uh, arcs for the season. It's a good balance. Like right. we'll it's we'll get to balance. the the, yeah. um, the tennis arc. I I absolutely loved that. That was ridiculous. Yeah. Oh gosh, that was so. so oh. <laughs> it was it was something the one shots though i will say this so uh, every episode i'm kind of waiting for like the overall story to potentially progress and then you get like the crazy one shots but mm-hmm. i then immediately forget and i don't know, i have no like remorse or like damn i can't believe they did and i'm just completely like oh well i'm gonna have a good time anyway like i have literally no regrets here um but you know this season is completely filled to the brim with one shots and each episode potentially having two to three different stories going on in it uh at different points uh were there any that stood out to you guys i Uh, loved the like take your kid to work uh or investigate your (gasps) parents like that's right that is so funny like just for the scene where she goes to your first and she's like what do i do what do i uh, how do i show her my work and she like anya sees this whole like montage in her head of just like 
like, do I tell her, like, she's how best to kill people? Death, yeah, she's yeah. got her own, like, tiny Yor outfit. <laughs> she's just, like, stabbing the crap out of a dude, saying, like, yeah, I'm just covering them here in their brain. Like, the, it oh kills them God. really fast. And it's like, oh, no, what do I what do? I do? Like, we're all covered in blood. I, I guess we'll tell Lloyd that we went to a tomato, like, shop festival. or something. Festival. <laughs> it was the tomato festival. Uh, and, like, and she's just like, I'm going to I'm gonna ask Dad. It's like, yeah, that's probably for the best. <laughs> yeah. I just uh, love the Anya's covered in the blood looking just like yeah. <laughs> just so I, I, I will say the one thing I was so happy was the the translation transcribing of the manga of Anya's faces to the anime was seamless let me tell you really? yes it was okay. I was so like curious of like having to do these faces the hysterical they are 100% spot on so yes love it I also liked the mini story where Anya was like, she learned about secret codes. And she's like, I'm going to make a a bunch of secret letters and see who can, like, figure it out. She gives one to, like, Becky or whatever. And then, like, basically no one figures it out except for Mr. Scruffy. And he's just like, it's a date. Someone's asking me on a date. Poor guy. (laughs) It's all like... So he he spends like all so depressing. Excuse mm-hmm. me. He spends like and all Anya night. Just, yeah, Anya He's, just completely forgets about it. And she forgets about it too. And like he spends all night trying to figure it out. And he's like, he's got like bloodshot eyes. He's so disheveled. He's got like flowers in his hands. And he's just like, I'm so excited. I can't wait. I wonder who it is. Uh, God, it's real so funny. Depression. Yeah. For me, it was definitely there were three standouts. One was. Uh, Oh, Yor has to go take Anya her PE uniform. Mm, and yes. she sneaks oh. to the school. And Lloyd's like, what are you doing? And you just see when she's climbing the fucking window. And the kids are talking like, yeah, don't you know? Like, there's like a haunted thing of like oh, a monster. Yeah. And he just looks over and he just sees her in the window like, Bleh! and he's like, this <laughs> is like so freaking good how Yor can somehow... Because you see her and she's like this clumsy woman who's supposed to be really good looking, but also an insane assassin. But all in these situations, it's just like, yo, this one's freaking scary. Like, it's insane what the, what situations she gets into where she, someone will see her. And it's like kind of that feeling of this is the last thing you will ever see. And uh, kind of seeing that she's a good mom, though, at the same time that she went through all that trouble just to give the PE uniform when Anya didn't need it. And Lloyd's just like, oh, you know, good job. Let's go to lunch. I uh, just got off work or something. Uh, the she even got being... like a coworker to try to like teach her how to cook better because she's like yeah, somehow impossibly bad at cooking. Fantastic. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, All the cuts on her hand and stuff. You're just like, what's going on? And uh, dude, that was so funny because you you find out Yuri was raised on that stuff. So he yeah, uh, and that's like, like why he's like basically unkillable. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and Yuri's just like, mmm, so good. Yeah, he's and just like he's so happy. back out. It, it's <laughs> like, it's so, it's so normal to him that he's like, yeah, like, of course you vomit when you eat good food, right? It's like, no, Yuri, no. No, no. Yuri, no, honey. Uh, you're, you're very unhealthy in multiple ways and you don't realize it. Yeah. There's, there's too many ways. He just loves his sister so much that he's just like happy that she made him food. God, uh, I just... I think the best part about that, though, was at the end, you know, she actually pulls it off and you actually see a little bit of development where it's like, oh, my God, you did it. And then it's like, oh, I made my own dessert. And Anya and Lloyd are dead (laughs) on the ground. They're like dead. Uh, And you're like, oh, no. (laughs) 
was so good. But I do appreciate the backstory um, character of like that stew is what she was taught, like because of her own mother's stew and like the family. Yeah. So I do appreciate those. Again, it's funny, love the surface level stuff, but then it just adds just a little more deeper backstory on the characters themselves, which I do appreciate. Did they do like a Ratatouille type moment where like it took them back to the childhood or something like that? Like I forget if they did that. I know there was like a there's always gonna be I think it's a flashback. I feel like with before she cooked. Yeah, it. before she. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking of. Of like the like her being a kid. Yeah. 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 Um. I th- those were probably some of the best ones. It's always funny because the your ones are usually the the le- like the most far in between out of all of the three. But when they do happen, it's the most hilarious just sheerly because of probably how ridiculous it's going to be. Because you know it's not going to be about her assassinating someone, and incredibly like the complete opposite of just like oh no, this is actually what she's the worst at instead of what she's the best at. Uh, but yeah, the tennis arc was something. I was not expecting and I also wasn't really sure what to expect from the character that came with it and I only knew about it a little bit because Chris uh, our friend Chris Schneider he was on the episode where we did uh, the first part of Spy Family but uh, his favorite character apparently is um, Nightfall aka uh, Fiona Frost but that tennis arc god that was two episodes of just sheer chaos sheer insanity. <laughs> I also love she called herself Nightfall to add to the yes. theme of like twilight yeah yeah oh and there was um there was also that one shot episode of i can't remember if it was part one or part two but uh lloyd goes in to try and um change anya's test scores right that yes. was this one. Oh, the fake yeah. the, the shitty spy yeah the fake yeah. spy yeah yeah, oh, and yeah. there was yeah and there was a fake spy called daybreak and then yeah. and you get an actual oh, that was so funny they, yeah you get an actual spy named nightfall dude was an idiot like, i'll make a name for myself nightfall. i'm gonna be daybreak yeah lloyd's like, <laughs> just like i have to act like i'm unconscious and all oh, this God. stuff he's like yeah lloyd is trying to be like so nice <laughs> just like giving it to him basically yeah uh, anyways but the tennis yeah uh just bonkers and when i first met nightfall or uh fiona frost i was like okay cool another another cool spy and then <laughs> i just thought the sheer seriousness of her character and then she's like but i'm in love yeah, and over heels the... in love with lloyd oh my gosh <laughs> just the comedic factor of that yeah. i was just like whoa that went zero to 100 really quickly just like the the combination <laughs> of like her face being totally like blank and just like i am 100 percent serious about this and then internally she's like oh my god nightfall is the best i love him so much he's so cool <laughs> and then anya it just gets that purview of just like you know and she hates yeah, her like, yeah <laughs> I, we got... like, if i were this ch- uh, child's mother i would make her have straight a's i was just like i don't like her <laughs> make her like, go away <laughs> i think the two the two biggest things from it was one when she yeah the internal of just like i was she goes love like she gets to the love she point. straight up is like marin from uh uh just darling yeah it's like i love yeah. i love him yes. so much yeah and she also actually I, I started laughing so hard because I'm also I was like thank god I'm wearing headphones but she starts like doing internal moans and everything and I'm yeah. just like Jesus Christ okay we're going we're going crazy here uh, and then Anya 
does one of the funniest things where, you know, Anya's a very colorful person. She has so many different faces, so many different just everything. She does a full-on animalistic snake hit. She's like, <laughs> like, it's when, oh my god, that was so funny. That was fantastic. I I was not expecting that. That was so freaking good. And I think what made it better, too, is at the end of the episode, they did, like, the tennis off between her and Yor, and then Yor just, like, destroyed so the, the tennis ball. And Yor's like, this just always so happens! And I love how, like, it was, like, you know, kind of brushed over, right? Like, they, it was noticed but still kind of like all right keep keep going yeah so i just it's like oh that yeah. was weird she just like swiss cheese that ball okay yeah yeah it it's just so funny because fiona is just like she kind of gets that hanazawa humbling but not she doesn't really learn from it too much she just goes i gotta try harder just like, like that's just like oh the geez. over the top nature of that whole thing where it's like it's not even like they didn't even do it back and forth it was literally just like her trying to send back one shot and like yours is just like Oh no, I used all my strength and I just destroyed the ball. I, I guess I'll have to like not go 100%, but still try to like cuz she's like she doesn't want to just like pity Nightfall. Well, but she's no, trying to prove herself as a wife too, right? Cuz she thinks that she's yeah. getting replaced. Yeah. So she's like I have yeah. to be a good wife. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so she gives like her I guess like 98% assassin strength and just like sends a meteor at uh yep. like at nightfall and just yeah, is like put, yeah it really puts nightfall in her place because even like, after she was like oh i love you so much i'm gonna try to be your wife yeah. and she's just literally like, just yeah, like no dude lay off and uh like to, yours got that <laughs> yeah and like to her like she she doesn't know that your is an assassin so she's just like oh this this random woman like she literally is she doesn't deserve twilight or and she's not right for him i am and i'll prove it to him and then yeah she just gives all her strength to just like block the tennis ball and it's just like just sitting there for like two minutes just like i need to give it all my strength and then it just breaks the racket and she's like utterly 100 percent defeated but she still is like I'll prove myself. I'll be better. I'll come yeah, back stronger. It's just her strengthening her resolve more than anything. Yeah. But the two other things, I think one is, I think it's hilarious that everyone has the same idea of just like, I want to be the new wife. Oh God, I hope she doesn't become the new wife. Oh, I really, Anya's just like, you can't become the new wife. And Lloyd's just like, yeah, don't, don't do this. Don't yeah. Do this. Also, don't play tennis with your trust me you don't want to like he already had he has he after like the freaking uh castle episode mm. where she's just drunk and like are you sure i love it whenever you gets drunk she just like loses control just Completely. decimates lloyd but the first half the the first episode when they're like actually in the tournament reminded me of the interview day episode where you know they are prepared for anything and something will happen they have like four different sets of clothing they keep changing into they're like, oh, we brought another outfit. And it's like, elegance! But, like, uh, <laughs> they, in this one, there's so many different traps they keep trying to do to cheat That them. was, I think and that's why I liked it so much. it every single time. It's the, the same similarity there. But, like, but the oh, struggle's can... still real, though, which I appreciate. Like, they're still, like, have yes. to adapt. Like, they still have to, you know, like, I just, mm-hmm. I do love that they just showed off, like, how incredibly skilled both Twilight and Nightfall are, that, like, they can overcome, like, the, I think it was, like, the net was moving, that, like, the floor had, like, movable the sniper like, shots. points that they could, <laughs> yeah, that they, and the sniper shots, and it's just, like, and they, they beat everything, and, like, 
the other people even had like rocket like swings and, and crap like that and like the i think the the sister had like the telescoping thing that she could just like reach from wherever and just like and they still lost like utterly they they those two were at least humbled by it. yeah like, holy then, shit you guys are really good and at the, like, at the very end it's just like you know you're actually good tennis players you don't need to cheat you could just practice being better and you would actually probably win and they're like oh my god no one's ever believed in us like that before like you know what you're right we won't get we're gonna like practice uh from the future and we're not gonna cheat because this guy believes in us yeah and you know characters themselves because we get like three new characters which we more or less talked about two of them but like you know we talked about bond uh fiona frost aka nightfall there was one more character that's just in one episode but that one episode i thought was so hilarious especially with just how what with the things that occur in it george gloomin yeah i saw that name was, show up and i was like who yeah so he was the kid when we talked about that episode alessandra brought up like that shitty spy daybreak like he's trying to change the results for one like uh mm-hmm. he was hired by george gloomin who's like oh my god like my dad or something's happening to my dad's company because oh that uh, kid damien desmond's company and you know he tries to uh get damien expelled and it turns like it backfires and everything else but he's like guys i'm not gonna be able to go to school yeah. anymore this is my last day and it's yeah. like kind of what would you want your last day to be like and everyone's treating him so nicely buying him like lunches and stuff. he's milking then, it for everything he can <laughs> everything and uh, the funniest thing about this is anya's there the whole time but she's just in the background and the entire time she's just wide-eyed just kind of like and <laughs> the the funny the two funniest parts were one everyone's like here's a gift here's a gift anya's like i found a leaf yeah it's like yeah whatever <laughs> here's a leaf, here's a leaf. And then also, I'd lo- I love to just get into song. And they all start singing together. And you're just kind of like, is this the same show? I'm like, what the fuck is happening right now? And even Anya is straight up just kind of like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. That was, it was just so, apo- I think that's what showed how good this show can be. Just how insane it can get of just like, what's happening? Well, especially minute- just at the very end when it's just like, Oh no! Your your dad's company isn't going out of business. My dad bought your uh, dad's business. You're fine. It's like yeah. Oh, I, I guess I, I didn't need tomorrow. To, yeah, I guess I didn't need to like extort you guys out <laughs> of all, all this stuff. kumbaya. Yeah, yeah. I, w- oh, I would say God. I would say that part. I think if I had to label anything as like filler or just felt like okay, cool, but definitely could skip out or something. I would say is, is moments like that. But luckily, that's few and far between. Between okay of feeling okay this is filler it's just they're just making screen time to try to get to the end the episode Uh, which again didn't mind and luckily at least personally as my as being a viewer myself of okay that's one of the only kind of ones that really stuck out at least to me of okay it seems like a filler thing but i don't mind it so yeah other than the tennis arc one of my favorite moments in the show was just when lloyd finally got to meet his target and they're just talking because it's such yeah, an interesting you're just back on the edge of your seat the entire time yeah. like they're like oh are they gonna read one another do are they th- like do are they gonna know what's gonna happen <laughs> and the whole time oh, yeah. damien is just trying to like clearly just be like the perfect kid for his dad because he's just, he so desperately wants his dad's mm-hmm. affection yeah and his um, dad looks so fucking weird his eyes <laughs> just like open it's all the like, time that's funny which I think yeah, the, yeah. The, the last thing before the finale 
uh, it was actually the episode before uh, Lloyd and you're at a bar or something mm-hmm. like that and he's like oh my god maybe I think she likes me maybe I should try something and she smacks the shit out of him. Yeah. Dude, but he does every like time a it's so funny. She knocked him out. He like, he woke up on a bench after he's like, and she's like singing what happened? to him. Just like, but no, the, the, the best, the, the absolute best part of that entire thing was when she hits him and he does like the full back flip and lands. Yeah, he's All like, the I'm men there like, oh, hey, hey. Everyone's like laughing for him. Just like, oh, you did great, dude. And then he just, yeah, he goes He takes like him. one step. He's like, Oh, wait, hold on. <laughs> but it was insane. I think also, was it the lullaby you heard when he was a kid or no? Was that he was definitely a... like envisioning his mom. Yeah. And he was just okay. like, huh? Yeah. But that was the closest, like, it's like, oh, we got another like 12 episodes. Oh, did you finally get the, uh, like any, any progress on those two? No, no, you didn't. You didn't get any progress. You're just waiting like, damn, still not again. Because I assume this anime is going to be long. Uh, and there's plenty to do here, but that final episode, we finally get to meet. Um, uh, what's his? I know his last name is Desmond, but I forget what his first name is. Um, but like Lord Desmond, whatever. Yeah. He's the target that you want. Like the whole point of this show is he needs to learn about this guy, and you get you get the first physical look at him uh, in person and his voice and the way he talks to his son, or at least his younger son. And I found it very interesting. And it's just like this dude, especially that he looks so weird. He is such a weird design. He looks so strange. But then like the minute his eyes squint. You're yeah. Like, when he squints, you're just like, oh shit. He's he just got serious. <laughs> yeah. So it definitely makes me think a lot of just like, okay, this is going to be a big overall thing. It's going to take a very strong amount of time to even get through this. But, uh, I'm excited to see where it goes, but uh, did you guys have anything on that before we get into the the final things? Um, I thought no, it was interesting. I, I, I so. do appreciate, yeah, just kind of again having some kind of overall like story arc progression because I know without doing too many spoilers for the manga, you do get a deep background into Lloyd and why he became a spy in the future, and then you also get a look into desmond's mom so it's just really interesting of like again like that kind of progression of can you see the father you get some kind of payoff right like it's not just something that's just purely episodic where there's no story progression so i do appreciate that i'm excited to see the next season of just yeah the story as a whole just continuing uh, further i'm definitely probably most interested in seeing uh, more of lloyd's backstory because we've gotten like brief glimpses at something tragic happened to him when he was a child and it forever changed him and like the closest we got to that was like when like he and the handler were um interrogating someone at some point and they were like oh this is war like you can't break me he's like this isn't war you don't even know what war is have you experienced any of this horrible like list of things that i've definitely experienced myself like just without saying it explicitly like so clearly something horrible happened to lloyd and that's why he like has dedicated himself to being the greatest spy in the world so he can avoid war and like maintain peace at any cost 
a world where children don't cry. Mm-hmm. Literally, yeah. And it's for Lloyd's backstory without spoiling it, it's interesting because it's a roller coaster. It's not just like one thing, it's multiple things. So it's just that just keeps stacking on top of each other. So it's just interesting just to, you know, eventually see that in, in an animation form. Cool. Okay. Otherwise. So, okay, this is what confuses me a little bit. I can't remember what they said. So, the, you know, this was interesting. They're like part one and part two. And then they revealed for this year, we're getting a couple different things. We're getting, I don't know if they're calling it season two or part three uh, for the show. It's one of those two. I don't know if you guys know or not, but I, I honestly couldn't figure it out. Um, we're getting that sometime this year. So I'm assuming another set of either, I guess, 12 to, I doubt it'll be all 25 episodes, but we'll get, you know, a dozen or so. Maybe they'll go crazy with it again. But we're also getting a movie this year too both in the same year and it sounds like i don't know if it's gonna be filler or something or if it's not from the manga well if you Mm. can i don't know if you know if it's from the manga but they did say it's gonna be like a cruise like a vacation cruise manga that's from the manga yeah the cruise arc the cruise arc yeah all right okay yeah yeah Okay, which so had falls your be, um, which is really nice actually like the cruise arc yes lloyd ooh. and anya are part of it obviously like different missions coincide within each other regarding a cruise but it's i was just thinking this like we nice to have more your stuff and this cruise arc follows your but also has you know lloyd and anya which i think is nice because we've been seeing lloyd's work line of work a lot and i think it's nice to shine some we light on seen her. yours at all mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so yeah it cruise arc say earlier that was hoping to see more of your mm-hmm you do and it's really nice too where for your it's without spoiling it too much she's a bodyguard which is really cool because you just usually just see her as an assassin so i really like this new perspective for the cruise arc where she's she's a bodyguard and i think that's really cool mm-hmm. oh my this is gonna be exciting <laughs> it's good uh, but yeah I'm, I'm not sure they haven't given us any dates or they just kind of gave like a picture mm-hmm. uh, so they haven't given us any trailer or anything uh, i'm assuming june at the earliest but it's probably gonna i I think the movie will come first i guess Mm -hmm. but that'll be like probably summer and then the rest of the show will come in the fall uh this show's been so fast in terms of like bringing like part one and part two's gap was like three months yeah it was crazy so i'm this is the show where i'm like not meanwhile like demon slayer i'm like give me the next thing or attack on titan i'm like you guys are actually attack on titan's the worst it's the actual worst yeah but like spy family i'm like you guys could even take a little bit more time if you want, because like you gave me a lot. I'm very grateful. Like you guys, you take, you guys are doing fantastic. You, you guys are fine. The rest of you, you stop fucking up. <laughs> um, but like, uh, Mappa, stop doing so many things. Just finish yeah, Ma- one thing. For those who don't know, Mappa is doing Attack on Titan, Jujutsu Kaisen, and Chainsaw Man. So you're just kind of mm. like, what, the, what are we getting? Whatever. I don't, I don't... You need to calm down. <laughs> <laughs> Now it makes sense why Jujutsu Kaisen's coming in a few months. I'm like, how are they going to do that? And Attack on Titan. Oh, here's a one-hour special. Oh, that was, okay. That makes more sense. Now. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, last thing here. Spy Family took the world by storm with, like, the first part. The first 12 episodes or so. And, or at least it took me by storm. I, it honestly seemed like the whole internet was, like, losing their mind over. At least the anime portion of the internet, like, lost their mind with this I show. I just, I know I started seeing clips on Instagram, and that's when I was like, I need to see what this is all about, because it's like, I'm seeing weird shit that out of context makes no sense. I need it to make sense. <laughs> and now, like, you know, part two's coming gone, but I guess, does part two, 
feel like it reinforces the fruit. Like, is it staying on par? Is it staying just as amazing? Oh, Do you yeah. guys feel it's losing any luster at all? Because this, is, at least for me, it feels like a much different show than most other shows I've ever seen with so many different one shots and stuff like this compared to other shows that have much more of a full like story arc they're going through. This one like just goes like, well, let's have a fun time. And you're like smiling through the whole thing. But how do you guys feel about all that? Honestly, I, I enjoyed every second of both parts. So I don't think it's losing quality at all. I, I just like, I am a hundred percent along for the ride. Me too. I think it's bittersweet because well one 100 love show love the manga all about this even like now i'm excited to see or continue to watch other anime series that are like this called buddy daddies where it's like assassination like two assassins with like a kid that being said though as is, do you have to mention the elephant in the room that we probably all know about is that the creator tetsuya endo doesn't care for the series essentially yeah, yeah and it, it is bittersweet where like he just Weird. oh he 100 was being quoted where just you know, big quote, I gave up on what I originally wanted to draw because essentially his editor was like, hey, this stuff that you are creating, it's not selling, it's not working. Can you please make something more cute? Like to the point where Endo did not care at all where he, Anya and Lloyd's characters are completely ripping, he ripped off his other work. Like Anya's like actual character, like development, like her- It's like a witch girl. Yeah, yeah, like originally it's a witch girl, pink hair, had the little cones, like everything is completely ripped off of his original previous works. And it's kind of like the same thing how the creator for like Jujutsu Kaisen, where he's like, I hate Gojo, like F Gojo, kind of similar situation. I don't think it's less hate. I think it's just Endo is just like, I don't care for the series. It's not what I originally wanted. I was pressured to make something that's more audience appropriate or things of that nature. So it is bittersweet of just, again, I think to your point, Kamran, it does take viewers by storm. I love it. I love the dichotomy of fun, cutesy stuff, but also have a serious overlining arc. I love that. Um, I think it gravitates a lot of different audiences come together to watch this. That being said, I know it's not what the original creator wanted to end the day, and he's just doing it just to pander to his editor slash the masses. So it's kind of like bittersweet type of thing. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. What was the, I mean, I guess to, it is something I want to read later because I don't really read manga, but um, there's like select ones that I know I can't watch that I'm like thinking about. But uh, what's the manga called for this work prior that uh, I guess like Anya takes uh, design from? Um, I can look it up. Yeah, when you if you ever see the the dual thing, oh here we go. Uh, of course it's in Japanese. Uh, Rengoku no Ashi. Um, Rengoku no. Yeah. Ashi. So she's the flame Hushira. Actually. Yeah. So essentially, <laughs> no. literally, her school uniform. Seeing picture right now, her school uniform, her with pink hair. She's basically a witch character. It's her but chibi style which is Anya and then Lloyd even like the spy like he had, he just, he's a spy manga and he just kind of transferred that to Lloyd's character so again it's bittersweet where we love it audiences rave about it but end of the day it's just one of those things that just was pandered for audiences but it happens right that's just capitalism you know it's just it is what it is and hopefully too with this momentum uh, the hope then is that the creator Endo gets the funding and the backing to create something next, what he really wants to create. Hopefully, so no, that honestly, I'd love that. Yeah, but I also optimistic I, hope. I don't want this to be rushed. But yeah, like once it's done, he could totally do that. And I think honestly, he'll have enough fans that he should be able to pull it off, and he'd make sales even if it's not maybe as big as Spy Family sales, mm. uh, whether it's for manga or just anime ad- adaptation. 
I think it would still be enough because I'm I'm betting anything that his earlier works when they did come out and they didn't do well. I bet they had all spikes after Spy Family where they're like, what, what other stuff did he do? It might not have been as big, but I'm sure he's like, oh, cool. These all started getting stuff mm-hmm. too. Yeah, that's um, the hope. Optimistic hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I imagine though he's like uh, Ryan Gosling in Blade Runner uh, 2049 where uh, he's looking up at the giant hologram <laughs> of his former girlfriend and he's just like, like kind of just depressed and like fucked up looking. He's got like, you know, the bandage and everything. But if you guys have seen like downtown Tokyo, there was like a giant, it was like t- their version of Times Square. There was like a giant screen and Anya like pops on. And he's like, walk, yeah. walk and like does all this stuff on the screen. So I imagine he's just there looking up just like, oh, <laughs> just so just done. But that's crazy. But okay, that was Spy Family Part 2. And that has been our episode. Thank you guys for tuning in. And of course, you can follow the show at Suture Side Talk, all one word, on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. And please subscribe on whatever platform you are listening or watching on. And if it's uh, Apple Podcasts, please give us a five-star review. If it is Spotify, please rate us. And if it's YouTube, don't forget to hit the like, please. It'll really help us out. And share it out to everyone if you can. Uh, Alessandra, where can people find you? Um, you can find me on Instagram. And on Twitter, if I'll be honest with you, my Twitter's pretty empty these days. But uh, if you like kitty cat content, if you like uh, the occasional funny story about a child, uh, you know, blurting something out during my music class, or you just like Chipley, because hmm. I like Chipley, um, <laughs> you can follow me on Instagram at aharms11. Yeah, you get a lot of jumbles there. It's pretty great. It's oh, yeah, the jumble. so cute. It's, it's jumbleness. It's Jumble's world. It's Jumble's world, and we're living in it. Yeah, we're just living in. Yeah, we're just living in Jumble's world. I agree. Momo, you you started a little. You started a little something. If you want to talk about that. Yes, sir. So my personal Instagram account is underscore the Momo. Uh, but I did launch. I'm launching recently a as you see the background a lot of anime video game abstract art as well as creating a anime inspired jewelry line. So you can definitely find me on. TikTok, Insta, Twitter, all that maybe at Mystic Hour Studio. So again, a lot of anime weeb stuff. So definitely check it out then. Awesome. And I'll have all the uh, names and everything for all the app profiles and everything else uh, on the show notes on whatever platform you're listening or watching on. So just check the notes for those and you'll find it there. And you can follow James on Twitter at InvaderJim124, and you could follow me on Twitter at GoGoComzilla, which, like I said, just retweet a lot of Godzilla shit. So just be prepared for that and lizards. Uh, otherwise, next week, I'm actually, if we can, I don't know if we can, we might uh, talk Ant-Man 3 and Creed 2. So basically just both, uh, it's double King. You have King fighting Creed and you have King fighting Ant-Man. It's the same guy, but it's going to be hilarious. Otherwise, uh, could have still episodes. We got two coming out soon enough. Black Adam and Shazam, Fury of the Gods. Uh, and then I think in April, just because I'm going to be gone for a week or two, uh, might be some places. I might see some people too. Uh, you will get a two-part Destiny 2 Lightfall episodes, which might be a little bit over 1.5 hours. I know this one was a little bit too, but you know we got a lot more people than usual. I... Uh, We'll have some fun there, and I think we'll have some interesting guests, hopefully for that one, those two as well. We'll see how it goes, but that'll be in April. Until then, go, though, guys. uh, Catch you all later. So long. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.